Hi, I'm Pastor Neil, and we've got another episode of The Pastor's Table just about to start here. Did you know that Jesus came to fulfill the law and that he lives on the inside of you? That's what we're going to be talking about today in The Pastor's Table. So, get your pen, get your paper, get your popcorn. Let's dive right in. Welcome back to The Pastor's Table. And uh, we're just going to dive right back into where we left off last time. Something that was coming up on the inside of me as, as Pastor Gwen was talking at, at the end of last service was that, um, you know, we have the love of God living on the inside of us. And we've been talking about, the, you know, the natural law of this land and, and, and uh, protesting for um, injustice that we see that's happening, the social justice and the things that are going on in this, in this world. And when you think about the world, the world's uh, idea of morality is a legislated or rules and regulations kind of based on the Old Testament. Now, the Bible says, Jesus himself says, I didn't come to abolish the law, but to fulfill the law. And so Jesus is the fulfillment of the Old Testament law. And what is Jesus? Jesus is love, right? So as we give our lives to Christ, he then comes and lives on the inside of, it, of us in his love, that righteousness that he has, the, the correct way of thinking according to God, not according to man. So as we walk and we see these injustices in our lives, we, that's why we go back to God, because we have the true rightness mm -hmm. on the inside of us, the true and right way to deal with the, these things that we are seeing going on, because they're real, mm -hmm. right? Those, Absolutely. These things that we see going on in, in, in our world today, in North America, all across the world, in our backyard even sometimes, they're really happening, and there needs to be a solution for them. But we need to go to God because He has the truth, or he is the truth, I should say, and he is the rightness for that situation. I, I don't even know that rightness is a, is a correct English word, but it really describes um, where we need to go with this. Mm -hmm. I think that we're not, what we're not saying <laughs> is that there are not moral people either. That's the, the mm -hmm. counterbalance side. There are people who want to live right and mm -hmm. do right. And they have, and we can recognize, and any person can recognize, as you were saying as well, that some people recognize that this is wrong, yeah. like fair. Yeah. You know, I didn't get the same size piece. And I wouldn't say that was just, just children that do that. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they can say that. And especially, I think, so in the last three years, mm -hmm. there have been people who have woken up to what is not right. When they don't have Jesus, it's difficult to process mm -hmm. then Absolutely. what is immoral. Mm -hmm. And now they're in a place where if they're not careful and don't understand the word or they don't know God, they can get into really horrific situations where they become blind and hurtful and they can't even, the, some of the things we see on social media going back and forth, uh, and, and any person can get dragged into it, the, the level of strife, division, mm -hmm hurtful words mm -hmm. 
I'd really like to see the word anti not attached to everything. <laughs> they don't like you. You put anti in front of it or, you know, disinformation and all of these new words that have come out that people are slinging that are divisive. And it, the, none of those things are bringing solution. Mm -hmm. It just is. And, and let me say this. The divide has always been there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The light shined on it. Mm hmm. And, and that's the shocking part. So now that the light's on and we go, oh my goodness, the government is not necessarily for me. People in power are there, some of them, because they love power. Mm -hmm. And that's shocking to someone who is a moral person who's woken up and go, now what? Mm -hmm. Now what do I do? I am faced with uh, terrible situations. I don't see the church standing up for things. How and why isn't the church doing this? And why aren't pastors doing that? Why aren't they at every protest marching around trying to change the government? Well, I think we can say a few things about that. <laughs> it's not that we agree with everything they do. Yeah. We don't agree with sin. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. And that's a good place to begin. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> um Something, you know, there's something that really helps me with this, and it may seem a, a bit obscure, but back in Isaiah, in uh, chapter 9, Ezekiel, almost there, Lamentations, Jeremiah, we're getting close. Isaiah 9? Isaiah 9. Oh, I know where you're going. <laughs> uh, Isaiah 9, in, um, in, I'll start in verse 6. Because it gives the context. So this mm -hmm. is a prophecy about the birth of Jesus. Mm -hmm. But it has some very uh, powerful words here about what we're dealing with. The social mm -hmm. injustice and things like that. So it's verse 6. It says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government, pay attention to that, the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Now look at this in verse 7. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Mm -hmm. Amen. And therein lies the conflict. <laughs> <laughs> there's his government, and then there's the other government. <laughs> keep reading that. Go ahead. Yeah, I'll keep reading. Upon the throne of David, and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it, with judgment and with justice from henceforth ever forever. Mm -hmm. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Amen. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. Oh, glory to God. <laughs> Answers. You know, so think about that. So we've experienced um, some of Jesus's government mm -hmm. today. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow, there's going to be more of it. Mm -hmm. Amen. And then tomorrow on Monday, there's going to be more of it. Amen. And more of his peace mm -hmm. than we've experienced today. Absolutely. And it's just going to keep increasing. Mm -hmm. In our lives and through us. Mm -hmm. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. We don't have to be concerned yeah. about the government of Canada or the government of the United States or of Britain or of any country that you can think of, any country that you come from. We don't have to be concerned about that government and their social injustices and the way that they're doing things because his government is increasing every single day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, hallelujah. So what do you say to the people who are worried about, because if you say them, it's kind of like when we say to young kids, and I've heard parents do this, smarten up, <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> it kind of goes in the same category. It right? does, yes, it does. <laughs> I mean, just stop that. <laughs> 
we'd like to stop all of our bad behavior, but it doesn't <laughs> always work that way. <laughs> there was a lady in the Bible who had a prophecy, or a, there's a parable about a lady who oh, had a problem. Yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's look at Luke chapter 18. We'll read it from there. Luke 18? Yes, Luke 18. Now, this is a parable about prayer. Um, and quite often when we read this, we, well, let's just read it and then we'll talk about it. This is from the Amplified Translation here. It says this, verse 18, sorry, verse 1 of chapter 18. Also, Jesus here, told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not to, well, Amplified says here, turn coward or to faint, lose heart and give up. And he said, mm. in a certain city, there was a judge who neither reverenced and feared God nor respected or considered man. And there was a widow in that city who kept coming to him and saying, protect and defend and give me justice against my adversary. And for a time, he would not. But later he said to himself, though I have neither reverence or fear for God, nor respect or consideration for man, Yet because this widow continues to bother me, I will defend and protect and avenge her, lest she give me intolerable annoyance and wear me out by her continual coming, or at last she come and rail on me, or assault and... This is assault and strangle me, so Amplified has a lot of additional definition to this word. And then it goes on to say, then the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And then he goes on to say, and will not God defend and protect and avenge his elect Amen. who mm -hmm. cry to him day and night? Will he defer them and delay help on their behalf? Mm -hmm. I tell you, he oh, will defend gosh. and protect mm -hmm. and avenge them speedily. Mm -hmm. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Mm -hmm. Little side note here, I heard a preacher say one time, he goes, well, he may not find faith on the earth, but he'll find a lot of books and tapes on faith. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny. But, uh, <laughs> that is funny. So in this parable, Jesus is contrasting the unjust judge versus God. Yeah. So the unjust judge doesn't fear God. Yeah. The unjust judge doesn't care about men. Yeah. Doesn't care about people. Yeah. So that's in contrast to God. Mm -hmm. God is just mm -hmm. and he cares about people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so in this parable, Jesus is saying this, this widow is saying, give me justice against my adversary. And if you look out into in just read news has a lot of headlines these days, and you'll find there are many people that are fighting against injustice in the world. Yeah. See, in the world system, the world is the unjust judge mm -hmm. because they don't fear God. Yeah, that's right. And they don't really care about people. Mm -hmm. That's right. So the world system itself is that unjust judge. Mm -hmm. And there are people in the world who are like this persistent widow that are crying out day and night. Mm -hmm. Give me justice against my enemy. Mm -hmm. And you can read in the news. You can hear all sorts of protests and things going on where people are trying to stand up for justice and say, we have to have justice here. But they are making their appeal 
to an unjust judge. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the judge, in this case, finally says, fine, I'll give you what you want. Not because he cares about justice, mm -hmm. not because he cares about God or people, just because it's an annoyance. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where we get that phrase, the squeaky wheel gets, gets the, the grease. Yeah, exactly. And that's how the world system is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It cries out against what they perceive to be unjust for the world who is unjust to fix the problem. And in most cases, any sort of resolution that does come only comes because people are crying loudly and long enough about it. Mm -hmm. Not because there's actually any justice, any real justice in that system altogether. Mm -hmm. And by contrast, God is saying, listen, our God is just, yeah. and he cares about people, Amen. and his people particularly, if they're crying out to him day and night. Mm -hmm. Notice they're not crying out to the unjust judge. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. That's right. God's people are not meant to cry out to the unjust judge, the world's system asking for judges. Mm -hmm demanding justice from the unjust judge, the world system. In this parable, God's people are crying out to God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's not the same thing no. as standing in the street and saying, I'm standing up for righteousness and for Christian principles and going to battle with the world system for protest, demanding my rights. Mm -hmm. That would be the same as this persistent widow. Mm -hmm. It says here that God's people will be crying out to him day and night, mm -hmm. and that he answers swiftly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amen. I think mm -hmm. it's also very interesting that it doesn't say that there was justice for anybody else. Mm -hmm. It's true. That it was individual justice for one person, yeah. which is really indicative of they don't really care about the people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was only because they were exhausted with her. Mm -hmm. That's right. And I've heard of cases, even recently, where, where a, a lady in Texas, she pursued and pursued and pursued to have a situation where she could find out what they were teaching her child, but it didn't go across and it didn't go outside of her county, mm. but it did affect her personal school where she attended mm -hmm. and her classroom. Mm -hmm. And she got that right. Mm -hmm. yeah. But same deal. It didn't go nationwide. Mm -hmm. It didn't affect a large group of people. And, and I'm not saying that it was a bad victory. No, it, she, mm -hmm. she had a, a victory. But it was for those same reasons. Mm -hmm. And when we can come to God, and I think back to the first verse, they were praying. Mm -hmm. That's right. And he says, will he find faith? So that's a good thing. Lots of people pray and they cry. Mm -hmm. There's been a lot of crying, mm -hmm. but not much faith. Mm -hmm. And that's what really gets people rocking. Mm -hmm. You tell, well, you didn't have faith. Well, you didn't believe what you prayed. You cried a lot. Yeah. That's right. And that's those are hard words for people to yeah. hear. But I can tell you, there have been days, you talked about crying in another episode, but when you came to faith, how'd that change things? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was different. <laughs> <laughs> Had different results. Yes, yes. Because she is married now. <laughs> you know? Well, then, you know when you're whining and complaining versus when you're like, you know, you, you it's done. <laughs> well, you don't like to admit it, though. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, well, that's true. I'd even go one step further and say, Perhaps a lot of the reasons why Christians find themselves protesting and getting out there to fight in the world system is because they're not crying out to God. Yeah. And if they actually did sincerely and with faith, they would probably find answers a whole lot sooner. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's right. Amen. And the Bible says that there's joy and peace in believing. 
Amen. Amen. So so if if you're going out there and you see the social injustice and and you're trying to do something about it, but you're not having joy and peace in your life, maybe it's time to take step a step back and kind of reassess the whole thing. Because if we if we take the the, um, that last verse um, as I've lost it on my page, (laughs) where it it says that um, where is it? Yeah, and will not our just God defend and protect and avenge his elect mm-hmm. who cry to him day and night? Will he defer to, to them and delay help on their behalf? So if we truly believe that, mm-hmm. if we believe God, that he's going to take care of all the social injustice that we are seeing, we'll be walking in joy and peace. Mm-hmm. That's right. And it mm-hmm. won't have its hooks into us. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's take a dig at the, the prayer part. Mm-hmm. I like to do that. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been in those meetings. Let's be straight about what we hear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, I don't like so-and-so. I'm really angry with this prime minister, this president, this, mm-hmm. etc. God, remove him. Kill him if you have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I'm, there's been some pretty awful things prayed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you ought to be glad God didn't answer some of that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, change this because I'm angry. Change this because it isn't right. And even fasting and pray to change God. We don't fast and pray to change God. We sure. fast and pray so that our hearts can hear God. Yeah. And if we're always telling him how we think he ought to use his word to help us, that's the wrong twist. Yeah. When they're crying day and night, it starts with, well, we've seen these revivals. What are they doing? None of those revivals have anything, any revival I've ever read about. And I've read about a lot of them. They never have a whole bunch of God change change this guy and change that guy and change the other one. They come to God and say, I need changing. That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. I need to be in your presence. Yeah. That's the kind of crying day. Are you ready to say, you know what, God, I've been in pride. You know what? I didn't believe you. Mm-hmm. You know what, God, I'm not in faith. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time believing this because I all the things I see with my eyes, God, fix me so that I can come yeah. to faith. That's right. Fix this mess that's me. Mm-hmm. Amen. Help me here. Yeah. Get the plugs and wax out of my heart. Let let me have that heart of flesh again so I can hear your voice. Because all I hear is a crazy voice. Well, you could turn off the TV. That'll help. <laughs> Don't listen to the news. Listen to the good news. You know, and, and have that switch in your prayer meeting. We have, yeah. need to have prayer meetings that come, that meet with God instead of our like cries about our personal whiny business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, now we see change. I have heard for years, and they go in and they always begin with Second Chronicles seven fourteen. If five people which are called by my name, and they, you know, and best Southern Baptist preacher thing we can get going on, will humble themselves and pray, and then they look out to the world. Well, the world hasn't repented for the abortions. The world hasn't repented for this. The world hasn't repented for that. It never said the world. Yeah. And yes, that's Old Testament. But how about this? How about we just come as we are mm-hmm. and lay it down? Yeah. Pride, rebellion. Mm-hmm. All those times God said, you know what? I'd be real straight with you. I always know when I'm in sin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know when I'm in rebellion. Mm-hmm. And I've always known how far I've gone with God. Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah. I know where I place the limits. I know where I said, I'll, I'll do this, God, but I don't really like the rest. <laughs> yeah. We all know mm-hmm. how far we go with God. Mm-hmm. 
These are the kinds of prayers that will get us into the answer mm -hmm. place. Exactly. How can we cry out to God, change the world around me, when we're not willing to let him change us yeah. individually? Right. Uh -huh. uh, the other thing I wanted that kind of went unsaid there, um, notice that Pastor Gwen didn't say, don't come to God with those things, that you're seeing those social injustice. But it's the hard attitude behind how you're coming. Mm -hmm. Are you going to come with, Lord, change this and deal with this person and take him out of office, I don't care how you do it, sort of thing, or... Lord, I see this happening here, and it disturbs me. Yeah, help me de help me deal with this in myself. Yeah, help, yeah. Ha help me understand this. Help me come to your belief, your revelation of this whole situation, that I can walk in joy and peace. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Those kinds of prayers change nations. Amen. Amen. That's right. Amen. God bless you.